Now both. Now of it's are. recording. I didn't know. Now we're cooking with fire. I didn't understand. It's okay. That's okay. what I'm here for. Well, as as asked previously, um, River, do you have any comments? How does it feel to be so cute? Get the corn out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was gonna be like, no comment. <laughs> Sweet baby. Uh, no comment. This is uh, Conversations with the Reinhardts. Yes, ma'am. We are the Reinhardts. Done. All right, that's it. That Let one's River. Oh. <laughs> she. Um, she's an honorary Reinhardt for a while. Yeah, one more week. This basically. one over here munching is Hazel. Oh, she stopped munching. <laughs> she had something to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Reese. I'm Ashley. We're all the Reinhardts. And we're all going to be part of the conversation, probably. Gang, gang. <laughs> <laughs> well, how was your day? It's pretty good. Yeah? Me and my job. Yeah, just a working girl. Well, <laughs> mm. <laughs> not exactly. Not really, yeah. Uh, but yeah, pretty good day. Um... As uh, we record this, it is the Wednesday before Christmas, and the Wednesday also before Yule. Um, so my work had a very special um, Christmas party sort of situation where we did white elephant, and we did a cookie exchange, and... Um, me and uh, my supervisor and boss learned a dance to Mean Girls, you know, the Jingle Bell Rock one. And um, we very shittily performed it at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, I got to watch. Was, you're not lying. <laughs> I don't know. It was fun. Though. We had never practiced before, all three of us. So it was, I thought it was pretty impressive for like the first time any of us had like done it together. Yeah, it's I mean, I thought it was better dancing than I could do. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. I don't know if that's saying any much. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I'm a drummer. I should be able to dance. Well, you have rhythm. That doesn't necessarily mean that you can... Yeah. Well, I'm here to tell you I cannot, so... Well, how was your day? It was fine. Me and these girls hung out at the house. Hong girls. Just straight vibes at the Reinhardt house. That's it. Yeah. Oh, and you got the new the planer. Yeah, I won a bench planer in a silent auction. I was basically sure I wasn't going to win it. <laughs> but you were the only person who bid, huh? Yeah, no one else. I was the, the people selling it were the first bid. <laughs> and they just put up a number, I think, to get other people to bid on it. And then I bid on it, and no one else did. And it's been... I don't know, like two or three weeks. So they had their shot. Yeah. What you're telling me. Yeah. Pretty excited though. It's a very nice tool. Yeah. I got it at a discounted price, and I got to support a local community tool library, which is, you know, really what I was doing was donating, and then I just and got this. Yeah, you just got a present. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> for That's for being a good donor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a tiered level gift. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. 
So um, we took a poll with the three dogs in the house and yeah. um, asked them what they would like us to talk about this time. And they all said sobriety. So pretty weird. Yeah. Surprising. I thought they were going to say pig ears. but Yeah. They do like those. They're more interested to hear about sobriety. Mm-hmm. They don't know what it's like because having never been intoxicated, they don't really know if yeah. they're sober. So It's like the CBD treats don't really count. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I so have questions for you. I don't know if you've well prepared anything. <laughs> I mean, so should we just give a, a little background with like, you know, why uh, sobriety? Why we don't drink? Yeah, sure. Do you want to start? Do you want me to start? I'll start. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> um so I think that it's hard to have like a good relationship with alcohol just to begin with. And you know, it's uh it's just it's hard. Uh, a lot of people have an unhealthy relationship of alcohol in my family. And the way that I was consuming didn't feel good. And it was there was a long period of time of just you know, drinking and being hungover, drinking because I had FOMO, drinking because I was nervous, drinking because I was celebrating, drinking because I was sad, whatever else. And like, yeah, just like so many hangovers. And then I just kind of like had this epiphany last year on uh, Christmas Eve. Just like I can't keep doing this to myself. And so I have not drank since. Um, almost a full year. Yeah. Because it's almost Christmas Eve. But I wasn't the kind of person who drank a lot when I was a teenager. Um, I think there was like a couple of times that I like went to a party, so to speak, and like drank there. Probably <laughs> had like alcohol poisoning or something like that, you know, because it's hard. And then like when I went to college, um, I didn't really know how to pace myself. So that was uh, just a lot of fun stories there. Um so yeah that's basically it like I just didn't like the way it made me feel and didn't like the way that I felt like I I don't know <laughs> I felt like I kind of needed it in certain situations like I had a terrible day like I have to go home and have a drink oh my gosh that's the only way to cope like um like wine just like an alcohol culture in general, but wine culture. I have to relax. Anyway. <laughs> Your turn. Uh, yeah, so I quit not this past summer, but the summer before that. So I'm like, what, a year and a half sober from alcohol. Quit smoking weed at that same time. Went back to weed. Stayed off alcohol. I come from a family of alcoholics. I joined the military at 20. I was with an infantry unit. So for anyone that knows anything about the military, uh, drinking culture is pretty big, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. And also, I was pretty miserable and stressed out at the time. So I drank and drank and drank and drank. Got out. I was still drinking, still drinking. Uh and then I was on the fence for a while about 
drinking and whether I should keep doing it, whether I should quit, do what I do I have a problem. You know, kind of went back and forth, tried to quit, started up, tried to quit, started up. And one day I realized, like, oh, I just have to quit this. I'm basically, uh, you know, I was addicted, essentially. I was like a binge drinker, though. I wasn't like a daily drinker. So it didn't really look like I was addicted. But I'm sure we'll dive more into it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, I quit. I've been off of it for a year and a half. I was back on weed. Now I'm back off weed. Back off alcohol. So now, just raw-dogging life. That's right. If if you don't count medications. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I... Well, and he means medications, not recreationally. Like, his doctor prescribed them for a reason. That's (laughs) why I call them medications. I guess. I don't know. I'm like... Yeah, I don't mean pain pills or anything like that. No, I just, I don't know why I felt the need to clarify <laughs> that. Because it's just like, we're talking about sobriety, and you're like, yeah, medication. I'm like. Yeah, no, actual actually. medication, not <laughs> yeah. self-medication. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Anyway, I've prepared a list of questions. Oh, he's pulling out his phone. <laughs> yeah, I am. I don't have a single question. Well, I'm sure. I just figured I would like ease myself into a conversation about it. <laughs> no, I'm sure we will like uh, low key yeah. naturally progress, but I did prepare some. Sick. Alright. Well the first one is how long have you been sober, which you just answered. We both did. Yeah, last Christmas Eve for you. Mm-hmm. So almost a year and about a year and a half for me because I quit in the summertime. Nice. Alright. I will say this is the first time I've ever quit drinking. Yeah. A year is a big deal. I feel really proud of myself. Yeah, no, a year of sobriety. I mean, honestly, a week of sobriety, a day of sobriety is a big deal. Yeah. But a year is a pretty big milestone. Mm-hmm. I'd say like six months, a year. Yeah. Your first Christmas without booze, your first Thanksgiving without booze, first New Year's without booze. Lots of firsts. And they're all big deals. People don't probably think about that or maybe realize it until you do it. And you're like, oh, wow, I've never hung out with my family sober. <laughs> Let me tell you, uh, huh, even if no one else in your family drinks, if you're always drinking around your family, it is weird. People in my family drink, but um, those yeah. people who are yeah, not all also sober yeah, sallies. Um, yeah. Just, like, I'm um, on the line of that, like, or whatever else. My dad and I, whenever we get together, um, we cook together. And a lot of that was we would cook together and then, like, we would drink beer while we cooked. And then, you know, <laughs> by the end of the night, not necessarily, like, totally tanked or whatever, but, like, you know, if you're drinking from, like, noon to, like, 11 12 and at night you're definitely intoxicated yeah to say the least or at least severely dehydrated so uh that'd be like thanksgiving and christmas or labor day weekend whenever we got together basically um what made you decide it was finally time to get sober that's my next question like i said i just had like an epiphany 
just tired of <laughs> an <laughs> epiphany. <laughs> well, I just got tired of being hungover all the time, and I was kind of just like really looking at myself and just saying like, or just thinking to myself, like, what is the benefit of me doing this? What's the benefit? Like, do I feel good while I'm like drinking or drunk or whatever else? Like, sure. But it's like any little thing, I would just get so hung over. Um, so, yeah, it just like it just wasn't worth it anymore. And then since being sober, I often find myself being more just like drinking culture is really gross. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like the longer you're sober, yeah. I feel like the more it sinks in like, oh. That's what I was doing to myself. <laughs> On the same note of that, though, I will say that a drinking culture, at least like here, like, I don't know, people get together outside of the house and where is it? It's at a bar. People get together, they have a party, there's drinking there, there's punch, there's a cocktail. I mean, it's all over social media. People making cocktail recipes, people drinking, people talking about wine. Yeah. It's just, you know, so it's... It's, it's a huge h- part of our culture. Yeah. So on one hand, it's like, oh, this is like kind of disgusting and gross. And on the other hand, it's like, oh, man, I wish I could go open a cold one with my buds. Yeah, because we still have a lot of friends that drink and stuff, and it is so... It's like the natural thing to do if it's you're going to get together or do something. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, let's grab a drink or let's have a get together and have a drink or yeah. whatever. Here's a bottle of wine for dinner. Yeah. Which, I mean, I know that not everyone has, like, the same kind of thought process. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm not trying to apologize for my opinions or my thoughts or beliefs, but it is Dude, hard sometimes. Shouldn't. It is hard sometimes, but I think that the majority of the time it just feels good not being a part of this toxic drinking culture that we have found ourselves in, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I was really on the uh, fence for a long time, like I said. and I was like, do I have a problem? Do I have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol? And I asked myself that question a lot. And I felt like if I was wondering if I needed to cut back, I probably did. Most of the time, I think if people are asking themselves if they have a problem or if they need to quit or if the relationship's unhealthy, the answer is almost always yes. Yeah. And I say that because, like, people without that same problem generally don't ask themselves that question. And I'll add on to that just as, like, a piggyback onto what you just said. What am I going to say? Sorry. It's just distracting. My, um, my sweet, sweet pepperoncino. <laughs> just, just, like, walking all over me, yeah. walking on the back of the couch. They really like the limelight. I mean, honestly, um, sorry. Yeah, I I don't, I don't, I lost it. (laughs) It's all good. It's just, it's hard. Like, oh, I was going to say people talk about like, oh, for like my new year's resolution or something like that. Like I want to cut back on drinking. 
Yeah. And I think that that's always an interesting one because I'm like, well, hell yeah, like whatever you want to do. Like, why would I care? Okay, everyone off. <laughs> you especially. Sorry, Stella. You're just so big and this is such a small town. Stella, come here. Hey. She just wants to be next to Hazel. Yeah, I know. But Hazel doesn't want her next Aww. to her. <laughs> Quit. Don't do that. Leave that alone. All right. Sorry. Um, and not to judge anyone because it really is just like you do whatever you want to do. Whatever makes you feel good is what you you should be doing. And if cutting back on alcohol instead of quitting is what that is, then like good for you. For me personally, the idea of cutting back on alcohol is just... I guess I'm just an all or nothing person. I don't see the point for myself. It doesn't make sense to me. For alcoholics, they call it the myth of moderation. Because if you have a problem, you can't moderate. That, so there and is no such thing as cutting back. Start drinking. <laughs> it's like how, you know, you have just one. Oh, I'll just have one cocktail. Like, those are like the famous last words of people who close down the bar. You know, um, as someone who has bartended in the past, uh, it is... Uh, I mean, that's just kind of how it is. Like, once you start drinking, it doesn't really matter what your intention is. It's just you might stop drinking or you might get caught up in conversation and continue to have just a drink in your hand. Right? Or by yourself. Yeah. Obviously, it depends on the person, right? I think people without problems can say, I'm just going to go in for one beer and then leave after one beer. Like, my mom will have half of a cocktail. And be done. She'll get a hang, uh, headache and be like, I quit. Nor, or, not necessarily, she doesn't do that necessarily all the time, but she does, um, she feels a little tipsy and she's like, oh, I feel it. I better stop. My mom's really cute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's just kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, people with problems. Or Well, I'm not going to say people with problems, I guess. People like me, <laughs> or if you spend any time in alcoholic circles <laughs> they talk about how it's it's only the one drink and it's the first one and that's why they say a lot of stuff like oh I, I won't drink today because it's like if you don't have the first drink you're normally good to go you don't <laughs> you don't get blacked out drunk right but if you have the first drink then you can't stop yourself right that's like indicative of a like a bench drinker or an alcoholic or something is if you if it doesn't matter what you say and you're not in control <laughs> then the liquor's calling the shots randy <laughs> or whatever you know what i'm saying if the liquor's calling the shots yeah. then you got yourself a fucking problem <laughs> i have a question for you yeah shoot when you tell people that you don't drink because it comes up or whatever else why ever you may be telling someone you don't drink. <laughs> when sure. you say that to someone, what is usually a response you get? Like, do you get asked why? Is it like, oh, well, I like to drink? Or like, you know uh, what I mean? That's a good question. It's, I feel like it's been a while since I've told anyone. I think... I don't know. 
I think it used to be why. Now people don't tend to ask. I think people just assume, oh, I don't drink. They're like, oh, you're an alcoholic or whatever, <laughs> you, you know, yeah. uh, which whatever they it's would be. It's not always the case, though. No, it's not. There's like, some people that have just been sober their whole lives because they don't see the point or they don't like it or they tried it once and they hated it. Like, maybe this is just me being in just straight out and utter denial. I don't consider myself to be an alcoholic. Yeah. I consider myself to have like an unhealthy relationship with alcohol. And if I were to continue to drink and have that same unhealthy relationship, would I become an alcoholic? More than likely. But. Yeah. I mean, in my case, if they're assuming that, I would say they're right. <laughs> but. I was just. Well, I also, I'm kind of similar though. I was never like a full-fledged alcoholic, but I come from a ha- a family of alcoholics. I have like a very addictive personality. Yeah. If I start drinking, I can't stop. But I never got to the point where like quitting gave me DTs or delirium tremens or whatever. Yeah. And like, I never got sick. I never had like, li- I don't have like liver damage or anything like that. Right. Uh, I mean, same. Which is, I think why, because like for me... I was like a daily drinker and even if it was just like I would have a glass of wine sometimes I would pour myself a glass of wine and I would only drink like half of it sometimes I would pour it back into the bottle because I was the only one drinking it (laughs) but it still was like a daily occurrence and if I was like emotional of any kind of sort it was like more if I was around other people it was more and then yeah sometimes just having like a beer would like send me into the worst hangover of my life yeah can't relate if i had alcohol and i was drinking if it was around i was gonna drink it <laughs> i never i don't know like like you i had a, a healthy relationship with it i never drank for fun <laughs> you know oh i did i drank because <laughs> i wanted to be drunk i drank because i either wanted to feel good or i didn't want to feel anything and yeah. i wanted to forget and boy, did I. <laughs> well, it's that's a choice. Yeah. yeah. Um, I ask the thing about what what's the reaction for you when you tell people you're sober? Because I have a very, like, not necessarily polarizing kind of experience, but many different outcomes. Because when I say I don't drink, um... I just say it casually at this point, like, oh, yeah, I'm not a drinker or whatever, because people talk about drinking as much as they talk about eating sometimes. And people like I work with or whatever, just like, oh, I cannot wait to go home and have myself a stiff cocktail. <laughs> oh, I could really use a drink after the day I've had, you know, things like that. And it's just like, yeah. oh, OK, yeah, sure. And then they know that I don't drink. And so they're just kind of like. Oh, I said that to you. Like they didn't they don't say that, but it's just kind of like that's the air about it, like. Kind of like a, oh, never mind. <laughs> or um, yeah. I've been asked, like, oh, for what? And I'm always just kind of like, are you really asking me why I'm you telling just... you, like, oh, when I when I drink, I used to do X, Y, and Z. Oh, you don't drink anymore? Why? It's just kind of like, well, why, <laughs> why, would I, why would I be sharing? Anyway, I digress. Um, Next time someone asks you why, tell them <laughs> that you ran over a kid and killed it. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, no. fucking Christ. Never we don't have a kid. Again. That's why it would be funny. <laughs> I find that people get nervous about talking about alcohol around me. Yeah. Which is just kind of like, 
You're not going to, like, trigger me. I don't know. Okay. No one's ever cared about me being sober. They've No one's ever tried to be less sober themselves because of me. No one's ever been, like... Which yeah. I'm not asking them to. I, no. I'm like you. I don't really... I don't give a shit what anyone else does. It's honestly really refreshing being the sober person and getting pissed off at everyone else for being drunk. <laughs> just like, y'all are fucking annoying. Uh, not yeah. everyone. Just, yeah. you know. We have younger friends, I guess, who like to to party. Well, um, then also we have really friends our age who also like to party. Yeah, None of our friends, I would say, are even partiers. But that we know people that drink, though. And most people, when they want to drink, want to drink a little bit bit i will much. say this the last time we were invited to a social get together was last weekend and it was for someone's like housewarming but the way that they sold it was that they were going to be playing drinking games all no, night no, right no false false correct me we were invited to a party like you said housewarming party yeah first of all the way they sold it was the Chode Abode blowout party, which is I honestly... Mean, what do you get from that, though? That's a good selling point, I think. But um, what do you expect to be happening at a blowout? Sure, yeah. I think I at least expected there to be drinking. I was not told there would be. I was just like... I responded for both of us and was like, oh, we're going to have to take a rain check. I'm assuming it's Well, I never got the invitation, first and foremost. Yeah, but you would have said no yeah, as well. well. And it just it didn't work out with our scheduling any anyway. We wound up doing something else that night. Anyway, I would say, because it's like that or That's like, like a rarity, though. going to happy hour. That's probably more common. I mean, I, every woman in my life who drinks, when they say they want to hang out, they're like, let's do happy hour. I only have one woman in my life, and she doesn't drink, so cannot relate. <laughs> and I will say, like, I have friends that don't drink also, or, like, when they do drink, it's, like, very rare. They don't really enjoy it. Kind of like my mom. Like, half half of a drink, you're like, I'm done. Uh, yeah, I... But, yeah, happy the hour. Same, the same friends that did the party thing are pretty active people, so it's... We, we a lot of times, will go do activities. We just said no to the party because we're like, what are we going to fucking do at a blowout party? We're not going to have anything to do. Honestly, if y'all don't have Twister, I don't want to go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'd rather stay home and beat Little Big Planet 3. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so sidebar. <laughs> Reese and I, we got a PlayStation 5. Got got yeah. it from Costco. Got that, that hashtag Costco deal. deal. Yeah. 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 So we ha we got it. We had two controllers already, and one the I think it was the first game that we purchased was Little Big Planet, and we had played it last night. Marked the third time we had picked the game up, we and beat we it. beat it. <laughs> no big deal, dude. We're just <laughs> professional gamers. That's all. I mean, spent like maybe six seven hours total playing the game yeah i don't know it'll probably it would tell us i'm sure if we knew where to look i mean all i gotta say is what the hell yeah i guess like i'm also just kind of used to with single player games like you really get your 70 dollars worth you know what i mean 
Yeah. I don't know how much Little Big Planet was because I wasn't the one who bought it. It was, it was on you. sale. It was pretty cheap. Okay. Well, all the games I got were on sale for super cheap. Still neither though, here nor there. Still though, yeah. I feel like it, it was kind of a letdown. Yeah, it didn't have like the the value. Whereas yeah. like the original Little Big Planet for like PlayStation Three. Fuck. I mean, that's what I remember. Way back in the gap. I don't know. They say memory's the first to go. I feel like that was a longer <laughs> game. And maybe it's just because I was a child. Because yeah. I was in high school when this came out. Time um, passed. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I do know that when I would go hang out with friends and they had the game, because I never had it, my friend had the game, and whenever I'd go over there and play with her, um, well, really, they would um, they would be playing the, like the, the levels for like the second, fourth, fifth time with me. Well, shit, so dude, like we, could play, we could play every single level again if you want. Okay, we'll beat yeah. it by tonight. <laughs> I remember how I kept saying we were going to beat it tonight, and you're like, no way. That's just for this little map. We had way just, more planets. We had just yeah. unlocked Flappy Bird. <laughs> okay. It's not his name. I know. It's like Swoop or something. It is. It's Swoop. I've got a dog clung underneath the table. I have a question for you. Oh, okay. We're back to alcoholism. Yeah. Well, only one of us is an admitted alcoholic. Well, so much so I'm going to a substance abuse program. <laughs> That's how cool I am. <laughs> anyway, proud of you. Uh, what's the best part of sobriety been, and what's the worst part? I never get hungover. Yeah, I gotta. That's it's pretty tight not having hangovers. If you're a person and you get hangovers every weekend. And then you go a whole year and a half without a single one. It's pretty cool waking up, being able to do shit. Um, I'll also say when I quit drinking and using drinking as a coping mechanism for like the first couple of months, it was tough. I will say maybe it was like just really January, like at first I felt great and then there was like oh like I don't know how to cope with my life anymore because I had been just you know relying on alcohol to kind of like self-soothe instead of like doing actually like I don't know healthy habits uh so it, d it took like a month or two to kind of like level out but it was uh that was probably the hardest part was just kind of like getting readjusted to having normal feelings um and because I didn't have good coping mechanisms, they just felt very, like, elevated, very, like, big That's compared what to what they were. Say. The worst part was is, like, once you get sober, y your, your brain chemistry is, like, all out of whack and stuff. And at least for me, I hit a point kind of similar where I was, like, basically it was a low point. I was, like, feeling shitty still, but I was sober. And I was like, why am I feeling so shitty? And then also, yeah, my emotions would, like, skyrocket because so I wasn't able to, like, yeah. depress them with booze. So, and then I didn't have any way to deal with it because normally I deal with it with booze. So, yeah, I, that part sucked. And, yeah, that's really all I have to say. Getting started was probably the hardest part. Because, like, you have to make the decision, which means, at least for me, I had to tell myself, like, <laughs> yeah, you have to stop. 
because you're an alcoholic, <laughs> which is like not a fun thing to tell yourself. And it wasn't, it's not an easy thing to, it's really easy to convince yourself you're not. It's really easy to tell yourself that you don't have a problem. It's kind of hard to convince yourself that you do. Uh, but once I started, I don't know. Once I like made the decision, I I kind of stuck with it. But there was definitely a, a lot of lows and a lot of highs. Like I don't know. I remember being like three months in and being like, "What the fuck, dude? What am I gonna feel better?" Everyone talks about how good they feel after they quit all this, and like I still feel like ass. Will you hold this for a second? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I have much else to say. The worst part is having to come to grips with the realization that you have a problem. Did you get her toy or whatever? No, I can't find it. I don't know what she was digging at. Probably nothing. And then, yeah coming to grips with having a problem and then also getting sober and then still having a problem. Isn't <laughs> that the worst? It doesn't really solve your it's problems. It's just like, oh, I think if I just quit drinking, that'll solve all my yeah. fucking problems. And then just kind of like the drinking just makes you realize I've got some fucking issues. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really... <laughs> quitting booze doesn't solve anything. Really. No, it just it makes just, you kind of like see... Yeah, it just makes you... you it doesn't add the problem of alcohol to your life. I have some more questions. Hazel, maybe you can weigh in on this since oh you my just gosh. insist on being part of this. She keeps on digging underneath the couch, but yeah, there's nothing under there. There's nothing under the coffee There's a table. dumb dog, that's <gasps> for sure. <laughs> She's so smart. She's she, a good girl. She is smart. Oh, River Low to me. You are too, Ellie. Now that you're sober, how do you feel about booze and drugs? A lot of people separate booze and drugs. I, It's all drugs, but... Well... Really fast. What I didn't wasn't your question the last one. Like, what do I miss the most? No. Or it was just the best part and the worst the part. Best part and worst part. Okay. Uh, well, I'm gonna add a close second to the worst part because the f- the worst part that you and I are talking about only lasts for like a small portion of time. The one that continues to go on is the fact that everyone continues to drink even though you don't. And it's just kind of like I don't know. Sorry about it, but it's lame. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather play like a like a board game or go on a walk or I don't know, go get coffee. I don't mind that other people kept on going. Well, I To be clear, I don't care that people drink. I just care that the activity revolves around alcohol. Sure, that That's is That's kind of yeah, more so what I mean. It is pretty lame. Um as far as separating alcohol and drugs, I do think that they're different. Um Oh yeah. Really? Well, I consider like weed and alcohol to be in like one category. <laughs> <laughs> separate from the rest of the drugs or what? Well, separate from like, yeah, heroin or. Okay. So I guess there's like, th- to me, there's like three levels. All right. You have your like legal drugs, alcohol, marijuana. Then you have like your um, illegal, like eh, whatever drugs. <laughs> And then that's kind of like your psychedelics, 
um, things that are from plants. Like what? Besides psychedelics, I'm curious. <laughs> I mean, okay, so I don't think that like cocaine is as bad as heroin. You or just don't like opiates. What? Yeah, well, I think that methamphetamine and then, like, yeah, like, opium, like, heroin. Like, those are, like, severely addictive. Like, you can't necessarily just, like, do opiates and, like, stop doing opiates. Like, peop- like state-funded, like, methadone clinics exist because of opium or opiate addiction. You know what I mean? Like, you just, you can't just stop doing it. It's like a soup, whatever, you know, everyone's going to do whatever they want to, but it just, to me, it seems like super dangerous. Not to say that cocaine or like MDMA or whatever else isn't just as addictive. I mean, obviously alcohol is just as addictive, whatever else. And people would argue that sugar is addictive or whatever else. Yeah. Sure. Caffeine, but as far the number as, one drug. As far <laughs> as like harm is concerned, I mean... I don't know. I'm I just putting that out there. It's I th- I think that it is kind of like tiered. It's from like most harm to least harm. I don't necessarily think that any of them being used recreationally is a good thing. Habitually recreationally. I like, would you disagree. know, go party, have your fun or whatever else. I don't care, but like that's kind of how I think about it. If you're going to habitually use like drugs like that, it's like that's yeah, can cause harm. It can cause harm. I would say they're all drugs and they're all bad, right? Just they can all be f- just like anything is fine with moderation. Everything is bad in excess. And coming from a family of alcoholics, I've seen it kill numerous people. And I don't know. I think. Uh, but you don't have a family of like opiate users or like meth addicts yeah but i mean uh, i don't know i like i said i just i disagree i lump them all together drugs are drugs and they can all be bad and trying to you know talking about the harm like imagining the harm to relationships or like the harm that drunk drivers cause on people's lives when they kill (laughs) when they kill a car full of people but not themselves and okay so follow up to that yeah i think that a lot of a lot of drugs that we consume not necessarily you and me but just people in general consume I think can be used as like a form of medicine and I mean that mostly with like psychedelics ayahuasca or like mushrooms Uh, I know that you know ketamine being used recreationally is like whatever but like ketamine is used in (laughs) like the whatever (laughs) I don't do it I wouldn't do it but like it's used in the medical field like prior to like people going under like for sedation and whatnot um, Almost anything could be used as medicine. Well, that's kind of what used I to be a medicine. Well, and I still think it could be used as one. Same with opiates. We're talking about opiates. Well, correct. The whole opiate. And epidemic. I guess that's the that's that's the limit, though. Is like once you stop using it as a medicine, you know, like we for for instance, marijuana. Okay, True. marijuana. Like throughout 
recently really like recently we've been like breeding marijuana to be more and more potent to have more and more like chromosomes or whatever else to make you feel more high is that what they do they give it more chromosomes more thc sorry not more chromosomes that was <laughs> just trichromes picturing trichromes right is that what it's called yeah trichome trichromes yeah i think you're right so i, I fucked that up but uh it, you know This weed is dank. It's got a couple extra chromosomes. <laughs> <laughs> oh I hate you so much God. right now. That's awesome. I'm sorry. Thanks for thanks for catching that. Uh, where were you? Where you? Where were you headed with your Down syndrome <laughs> <laughs> weed story? <laughs> I was heading in the direction of just like I think that instead of it being just like this the substance that you smoke and get kind of giggly or kind of get more creative or get the munchies. It's just like, no, like let's go ahead and make the dankest dank you ever stank. And just like, let's go straight to the dome. Let's go straight to the gates of heaven's door and just get so fucking blasted that you can't see straight. Right. But there's like thinking about that. It's like people not in our generation, older generations, when I've talked to them about cannabis usage, they say that it's just it, what they have on the market today is just not the same cannabis. You know, they used to get just basically like swag. Yeah. And it is. It's it's different when you don't have the same like weed that's been bred to make you super, super high. It's just like it is more of like a mellow kind of situation. You know, people do, like, CBD or whatever else. I think it's kind of more akin to that. Uh, and, you know, I'm not an expert, but I do think that, like, the culture now is just kind of, like, let's get more and more fucked up. Let's get more and more, like, disassociated from my life. Like, whatever. So, uh, are you trying to say weed's not a drug or it's a super drug? I'm confused. No, I think that it's used as a drug. Yeah. It's like alcohol. If you're using a substance to basically be numb, like... You're abusing it, I think, by definition. Yeah, that's the real ticket, is it's not if really up to the drug, it's up to the person. The user. Yeah. And I'm saying, like, if you were back in, like, I don't know, like, uh, I'm, like, over here just, like, I'm not being judgmental. like. But I'm going to judge everyone. Well, and I mean, that's, like, the question, though. That's the question that you're asking me, right? It's just, like, I think there's a difference between someone... Like a stoner of the 60s smoking and writing a song on guitar or whatever else than like someone here like in today's day and age who's like, I fucking hate my life. I'm going to get so fucking blasted off of this like 32% THC like fucking sativa whatever. Yeah, I don't you know. get what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I lump them all together. Weed, booze, heroin, fentanyl, fucking meth whatever drug drugs is drugs but i mean nowadays right i don't think they used to say this but now like addiction is considered a disease right and there's treatment it's always been considered a disease i don't know about always dude. well that's <laughs> in our lifetimes yeah well sure in our lifetime but i'm talking about prior to us and even in our lifetime it's definitely looked at differently i mean just looking at here where they 
you know, they felt so strongly about it. They're like, we're going to stop charging people for having drugs. <laughs> I don't, because, don't like, even get me started on that. <laughs> no, I know. I don't want to, I don't want to get started down the path of that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, it's just like, you know, if you give an addict, someone who basically is so into using and like basically dissociating from their life, you give them like the go ahead that like, yeah, it's actually good. Do that. <laughs> I don't think that's what anyone was well, saying. What kind of messaging is that, though? Oh yeah, we're not gonna. We don't care if you do that anymore. Like, go ahead. I don't think that kind was the messaging, messaging they're going for. <laughs> I don't think it is either. But that's kind of my point. Well, and I, I was just gonna say, I throw all the substances in the same category, and what differentiates them really is the people. Like, I'm different than you. You say you wouldn't call yourself an alcoholic. I would call myself one. That's fair. Because if I start, I can't stop. I use weed the same way. If I had access to some other drug, you bet your ass I would do the exact same thing. That's fair. Because, like, I just use substances differently. Okay. I'm not, you know. I mean, and that's, like, to be honest, like, for me, like, I, when I was smoking weed, it wasn't necessarily, like, fun for me to get super high. Yeah, right. You'd like, get, like, I would get so anxious. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was just more so into like really swaggy shit, like some <laughs> high dose of CBD situation with like a little bit of THC. And then it's just kind of like, I'm gonna make this video game a little bit more interesting. Lighten yeah. up this, this Sunday afternoon, you know, just to like kick yeah. it and like relax or whatever, just like whatever, you know what I mean? Um, or like going to, uh, going to a party, having like a little, like half of a little, Schmedible. Yeah. <laughs> a, a garden gummy, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, me, just dude. like a little, like, just something to, like, ha- like to change the perception, to have a little fun, you know, or whatever else. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I was always like, let me just <laughs> vape this 99% THC. <laughs> I hope it has a million chromosomes. <laughs> <laughs> gonna get zooted to the moon the funny thing though is like i would zooted or not people think i'm zooted because of just like you just have like a chill personality (laughs) people people thought i was a stoner my whole life before i even touched a single drug people thought i was a stoner people used to come up to me and try to sell me weed constantly (laughs) when i first met you you definitely came off like a yeah bro yeah bro yeah (laughs) i pro i mean i am i guess you know. I was definitely getting like, oh yeah, like California surfer vibes from you. Yeah, that's apparently what everyone is. Yeah, just ever. like probably just like getting stoned and surfing, and that's like it. Yeah, not that I was I was not a surfer, but yeah, that's no. the spirit of it. Yeah, <laughs> like that's like the your first impression to me. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, probably most people. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if I was, if I was like three sheets to the wind, zooted to the moon. No one, <laughs> I don't don't appear differently to people, <laughs> you know, because if I'm stone cold sober, they just think the same thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, and I guess that goes to say, actually, just like how much someone knows you, because I think that you are really comfortable with me, and you don't really act like that anymore <laughs> to me. Fair enough. I mean, in this like you in this conversation, even like you don't necessarily seem like. A stoner. Fair enough. Could be like what you're saying, the comfort level. Yeah. 
thought a lot of people know me as well as you do. Well, Being I don't my think wife that and all. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just saying that, like, I think even, like, in this element of having a podcast, like, us having this conversation, this isn't necessarily something that you would just be, like, bringing up to talk about with just about anyone. I feel like you would talk to, like, a couple of close friends about this or me, not necessarily just, like... But then again, like, I don't think that anyone would get into a deep enough conversation <laughs> yeah, with you to exactly. ask the questions or to get yeah. into that conversation with you to begin with. So I'm not necessarily saying that it's against you. I'm just saying that, like, you and I have, like, a different comfort level, and I don't think that you're necessarily coming off like that on this podcast. Fair enough. Anyway, long-winded way to say that. That is the truth, though. I, uh, I mean, I would talk to anyone about it, but no one wants to talk about sobriety. <laughs> not unless they're another sober person. Well, and, and then I it's mean, like, oh, fuck, yeah, congrats. Yeah, it's just, it's it's awkward. Even just, like, the two of us talking about this, knowing that other people may or may not listen to this, I just feel, like, afraid of being judged and afraid of making other people feel judged. And I guess that's on, you know. Yeah. Judge <laughs> away, dude. What would Jesus think of you guys, you know? No, I, I feel you. I, I don't want people to think... I care what they do or that I'm judging anyone because like no, for sure. as someone who has struggled with my own affliction <laughs> I uh, I totally get wanting to numb yourself or wanting yeah. to feel good or wanting to have fun you know and I can I totally get that it's not always that easy and sometimes substances make it really easy and also a lot of people in the world don't feel about them the same way I do a lot of people yeah. aren't like oh dude I I have a, I need it. I want it. I, you know, a lot of people can have two beers and be like, tight, see you tomorrow. Like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good for two weeks. Won't even think about it. Yeah. I'm like, just not the type. And like, that's a me thing. That's not a world thing or people thing. No, for sure. I wish that culturally it was less relevant, but I only wish that to like, because I wish my life was easier. <laughs> not because I think people are bad for doing it or anything. <laughs> It would just make my life a little easier. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't. I feel you though. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm not here to hate on people or hate on booze or hate on any sort of drug. Uh, if anything, I. You know. I want people to know that they're not alone. If if they think they have a problem or if they know they have a problem or if they're just on the fence, like. I've been there a thousand times <laughs> and yeah. you know it was a long journey and I wound up here no one else has to <laughs> um yeah vulnerability you vulnerability. know I will say just in my own kind of like same kind of vulnerability that you're sharing and being so open about I after I was sober for two months, maybe a month and a half, I was looking back into my journal where I had gone and journaled having been hung over the entire day talking about how I have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol because I continue to be in this situation. Mm. And yeah, they're from like two years, ag- like two years it. prior to that. You wanted to quit. And you didn't. Multiple times wanted to quit. And then you did. Just and never you looked did. back and you're like, oh shit. It made me feel really emotional, honestly, because it's just kind of like. She cried. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. 
You know what? That's okay. I cry all the time. Don't make me say something stupid like it has extra chromosomes. <laughs> I really like that. That's what I'm going to start telling people. You know how the weed gets so... D- Dude, I have a biology degree. I could probably convince a couple people. Okay, you have a biology degree. My degree is in science. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, because biology is not a science. Do you know no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not saying yours isn't. <laughs> okay. I'm saying, like, I should know better. Sure. I have a science undergrad. I'm a STEM graduate. I am. About to be a business graduate pretty I soon. I know. How the turntables. Yeah. Um... How do you deal with stress now that you're sober? Sorry, if you're going to say something else, go for it. It's a totally random question. I look people in the face and I scream. Yeah. <laughs> How do you deal with stress now that you're sober? I um fucking I don't. don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. We're it's joking, but we're also being serious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know. It's just, uh, so realistically, it's I snippy stamp at people, and then I'm like, mm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically the same. Yeah. Um, another thing I do is I I, uh, I like to write. So journaling, like I said previously, I like to do poetry. I'm not necessarily, like, the thing about me and poetry is I only write it if I'm upset, so... It really is just kind of a... One of those OG emo kids. You know what I mean? So, and I have picked that up a little bit more recently, specifically just like in my phone notes app. Um, But like laying down, distracting myself is a big one. And I, you know, I see a therapist every week. We talk about my feelings. (laughs) Um... (laughs) So <laughs> it doesn't help. <laughs> I think ultimately though, I think I'm probably the healthiest I've ever been now. <laughs> Mentally. Yeah, no. That I I'm laughing not at you. I'm laughing at myself. I was going to say it's pretty fucking rude. Nah, I'd say that's probably If you're thinking something you should say about it. Yeah. Probably true for you. <laughs> I would not <laughs> not okay. say I'm not sure if me. I should be offended by this or not. No, I'm saying for me, I don't know that it's true. I guess technically speaking, maybe. Well. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I will say, like, this year I've kind of uncovered some things about myself. Apparently ADHD runs in my family. And I'm on a non, non-stimulant, so I'm not taking Adderall, but um, I'm on a medication that's supposed to help with attention. And, uh... I've never felt better. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Never felt better. Yeah. So. It pays to, I don't know, know what's going on with your <laughs> mind, yeah. I guess, ultimately. They don't really know what's going on with mine, dude. It's a hard, <laughs> it's a hard nut to crack. <laughs> They're working on it, though. He's mysterious. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> He's unstable is probably a better <laughs> way to put it. He's... <laughs> figuring it you out remember there. that one time at thanksgiving a couple years back when my aunt brenda was there with us yeah. and my cousin brandon came in and he was wearing a hood and, and someone said, said no wait hold on someone said like why are you wearing a hood inside and my aunt brenda goes insecure yeah. <laughs> yeah and everyone looked at her and then she was like oh should i say that out loud like she didn't say that but that was the oh <laughs> that was like kind of what she was doing like oh i said that out loud like yeah pretty funny 
I do. Uh, I anyway, recall. sorry. That's what that <laughs> did me up. Yeah. Insecure. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I love you too. <laughs> you were like, uh, I'm unstable. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're getting there. You yeah. know, maybe one day before I die, I'll have it figured out. Let's try to be positive. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I go to a, I go to uh, individual therapy. I go to some group therapies. I'm heavily medicated. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say heavily medicated. Yeah, I guess it depends on your definition um, of heavily medicated and what that means to a person. Anyway. I'm working on it, dude. That's all you can do, you know, yeah. so. But fuck it, dude. I'm so goddamn sober. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. And that's on vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. And that's on sobriety. And that's on being better than everyone. Yeah. When I asked you what's the best part about being sober, I wanted to be like, the best part is getting to feel like you're better than everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) You see those, like, TikToks or that guy on Instagram, and it's like, he says something, and then he just kind of, like, does this, like, brush his hair behind the ear. Am I better than everyone else? (laughs) I have not seen that, because I don't do the TikToks or the Instagrams. I'll have to show you him when 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 we pop off. Pop off, queen. Um... Because it is very funny. Um, yeah, on my on my TikTok right now. Speaking of, um, I searched up maybe one or two things for a book I was reading, and now I am deep inside book talk. Oh. God. Um, and a lot of the book talkies don't talk about drinking, but the influencer book talkies always have a glass of wine in her hand. And um, it does look so luxurious. It's that mommy wine culture. (sighs) Mommy needs her medicine. (laughs) Dude. That was me. Yeah. That That was was hashtag me. Oh, well. (laughs) No wonder you married me. Wink. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. You got me, dude. (laughs) I saw the way you took down wine and thought, I just have to have her. (laughs) That's what I need in my life. Oh, Uh, man. I love drunks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, do you ever get cravings still? still? Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. You do? Yeah. How do you deal with them? Um, I remove myself from the situation. I take deep breaths. That's a big one. I just take a deep breath. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Take Does a deep it breath for you? Something. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I haven't. I haven't drank. I think this is also the reason why I don't think that I'm an alcoholic. It's because I do sit there. I'm like, fuck, I would love to just like have a glass of wine. I loved the way wine tasted. Like I was <laughs> That's very. What makes you think you're not an alcoholic. No, it's just the fact that I like, I don't do it. Fair I'm not enough. justifying like, oh, well, I like the taste of wine. It's not about the effect of wine. It's the taste. Like I get to sit here and be like, oh yeah, I loved a Cabernet. Yeah. I loved a. California Chardonnay. I loved a. Uh, God, I, I'm blanking. It's probably for the best. It's the one from Argentina. 
Malbec. Malbec. Is that really what it is? Oh, that was yeah, kind of a guess. it is. Malbecs are so good. Uh, yeah, and like honestly, I'm one of those psychopaths who thought IPAs tasted good. They were, they're fucking refreshing. One of those psychopaths. That's like all they sell in this whole state. Dude. Well, it's a Pacific Northwest me? thing. Yeah. Um, but like they're refreshing. Like the citra and the hops, it's delicious, especially like a hazy. I just have such a refined palate. It's not even, you know, because <laughs> I don't like whiskey because I drank it when I was in college and didn't know how to drink back then. So. Basically, any brown liquor would like smelling it makes me feel nauseous at this point. Yeah. Um, smelling it makes me salivate. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, not really. I don't even know the last time I smelled any. Yeah, well, sort of anything. Anyway, uh, so yeah, like I, I think about alcohol honestly a lot. So you get cravings and you go. <sighs> well, cravings I just gone. <laughs> Well, I just like, I yeah, I take a deep breath and I'm just kind of like, why do I want to drink right now? And I'm like, if I wanted to drink, I could. I don't want to drink. I think I like, honestly, like the intrusive thoughts don't win. But I do, I think about like, oh, we have actually like two or three bars like within walking distance. I could go get a 40 from the corner store if I wanted to right now. Like I think about that honestly pretty frequently. It's a 40, shorty. <laughs> well, you know, I... And they, I don't know, we live in the Pacific Northwest. So, like, it's really, like, a 32-ounce, but it's, like, two beers in one. You can still get an IPA. So, it's not like you have to have, like, a Miller High Life. Anyway, the point is, it's, like, the more I think about it, the more I'm, like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. That's not something that I really want. Like, the craving for it is there, but, like, the logical want to do it is not. Yeah. I'm, yeah. like, the opposite. I don't get any cravings for alcohol basically ever really yeah well, i think about drinking <laughs> almost constantly this past year i watched my uncle die from it oh, <laughs> so you, you know got me there. and he's not the first one that i've seen die uh and um because i know you know because i say like oh i'm an addict i'm an alcoholic i can't i just can't have it basically uh, that's kind of taken away the craving for it, yeah. but the want to get super <laughs> fucked up is still, still there. there. Yeah. See, and I have no want to get super fucked up. I just want to have a glass of wine, and the only wine I can have is really shitty, gross wine because non-alcoholic wine. I haven't found one that t- actually tastes good. Yeah, I've tried a few non-alcoholic beers that are all right. But I mean, like the Guinness tastes pretty Guinness, Guinnessy. Yeah, the Guinness. There's um that one. IPA from that one, like it's a brand from Washington. How no, California. How do you feel about non-alcoholic bevos? Some people I feel like probably don't like them. I like them just fine. I do think that it's yeah. it's just different because it feels like like non-alcoholic beer. Like I'll have like a beer and a half, like a non-alcoholic beer, and I'll be like, this is actually like I need to throw the rest of this out. Like it starts off good, and then it's just kind of like. Like, we'll do, I buy, like, a little six-pack sometimes when I go see my parents. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the last time. And I did not drink them all this last time, and I was there for, like, how long was I there? Like, almost a week? I was there for a long time. Yeah, I don't really know. Anyway, yeah, they're just, like, filling. They're good, though, and it's just. 
for me, I think that it's more about just like having something in my hand. That's what it is for me. That's why I'm drinking these poppies yeah. and I drink soda waters and they um come in, in mineral a water. multi pack from Costco. Yeah. yeah, seltzer water, clubs or yeah, club soda. I do water with lemon. Um, we have like that calm magnesium um powder. Yeah. Do you think the non-alcoholic beverages are like triggering for you? For me, they're no. Not. Yeah. They like fill like a need of like having like a. <laughs> it's got some spice, you know what I mean? Yeah. I like yeah. mocktails a lot. I just don't like mocktails that you get are usually like super sweet when you buy them from someone else, and that part I don't like. Because like, if I was gonna have a mixed drink, like I would drink vodka sodas, or like a gin and tonic. <laughs> like it. <laughs> Bro. I wasn't over here drinking like a freaking daiquiri or like a pina colada. Let's be clear. Pina coladas are fucking tight. No, we went to Vegas and we did. Like, that was like our. Paid $40 for one drink or whatever the fuck. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, they were Vegas delicious. Is a racket. <laughs> whatever. It was like, I'm on vacation. I'm going to have like the fruity drink. But. Oh, for sure. When I just like went out to the bar, like, would order a drink with food or whatever else, it was like. Nine times out of ten, it was either wine or it was a vodka soda with two limes. Yeah. Tito's. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I kind of like the non-alcoholic beverages. Having yeah. the Guinness was nice because I, I used to really like stouts. So yeah. being able to drink a stout again, I was like, oh, that's sick. I feel like for some people it would be super triggering though. No, for you sure. You'd like taste it and be like, oh. <laughs> I and I guess like, that's oh. also for me why I think I'm not. See, and I'll say this. I said I think about drinking all the time, and it's really just because it's everywhere. I pass by a bar, and I'm like, oh, people are drinking in there. <laughs> you know? I pass by my bar, and I think, oh, I could go in there and well, do bar stuff. Well, or just, like, <laughs> thinking about the fact that there's bar things in there. Like, I have memories because I used to – I've worked at bars. I've been bartending, you know. Or not I've been bartending, but I've bartended a lot and. I think about like memories of that and yeah. or just like you know going to like the grocery store like Trader Joe's they have like that three aisle wine section dude they <laughs> they do have a lot of wine really good selection if you drink wine by the way they also have a bunch of IPAs there too yes yes they have the funnest looking ones dude with all oh, the cool do. stupid cartoons on them they have like a lot of local stuff which is I think the yeah I don't like know. hop works and stuff like that. They're doing the devil's work. Get out of here with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a Trader Joe's stan, so. <laughs> no, I know. I like Trader Joe's. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so just like <laughs> I don't necessarily think about like I have to drink constantly. I just think about alcohol a lot. Yeah. Sorry, I'm laughing. I was thinking about that TikTok you get, you watch where they're like, "Oh, we're we're siblings. We're gonna do this." I'm like, "We're white. We're gonna go to Trader Joe's." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're girls. We're going to go shopping and spend all of our money. <laughs> yeah. We're girls. We're going to see a dog and go, oh, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one, right? Those ones? Yes, those ones. Uh, we're white Portlanders. We're going to go to Trader Joe's. We're <laughs> really just, we're white. We're going to go to Trader Joe's. Um, yeah. Anyway, I would say that just about wraps it up. I've got, you know. We're about at an hour, maybe a little over, maybe a little under. Couldn't call it. Too sober to know. Hazel. 
Well, I mean, we can uh, touch ID or enter password. <laughs> touch this thing so we can see how long we've been going. It doesn't say. Oh. 2,000 bars. That's how long we've been going. Just oh. spitting bars over here. That burp In is C very major. delicious smelling. Thank <laughs> you're, you so much. you're welcome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. Oh, my God. Okay, quit. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say. on oh. sobriety? Well, or you have more to say about just like as talking about this it's definitely like it makes me feel like uh very weird <laughs> there you have it folks it's just she like she feels weird counterculture at this point it's like, not that counterculture it feels very counterculture for someone who was like raised in like that kind of like you know when i was a kid i like went to the fridge and got my dad more beer or like his friends i would go get them more beer pretty sure we still do that no for sure we still do that but it's just kind of like since i was a kid like when i um i remember like my parents had like a, a anniversary party one time and i had like a water in one hand or like maybe juice in two hands i don't know i was i had a i had a juice in two hands and someone said oh double fisted yeah and just like stuff like that it's just like you know or like um like kind of like when you were a kid and you like faked smoking cigarettes yeah. <laughs> It's just kind of like I think the same thing. It's just like uh, the culture of it is just—it's weird. It feels um, it feels gross <laughs> to sit here and talk about like, oh, I don't know. It's just it feels me gross to sit here and talk about being sober. Or? Well, just in like the feelings about it. It doesn't necessarily feel gross. Maybe that's a bad example of it. Just like, do you feel vulnerable? I do. And I don't like this feeling. I'm talking about my, I'm talking to my therapist about vulnerability and the, uh, fuck dude, if this ain't a good lesson in vulnerability, it makes my tummy hurt. (laughs) Yeah. Well, (laughs) talk to your therapist about it. I guess. (laughs) Um, so my husband and I are doing a podcast and it makes me feel sick. (laughs) (laughs) I told everyone I was sober and I wanted to throw up. (laughs) Well, you know, it's, any other parting thoughts other well, than you feel gross no it's just like <laughs> it's, it is like it's an act of bravery right to get on here and be like i have this like pretty radical view of like the world that not a lot of other people have or if they do i don't know them <laughs> wow hashtag so brave <laughs> uh, I, I don't so know. fat so brave <laughs> like <laughs> yeah so fat <laughs> Nicole so Byer. brave oh my gosh yeah so fat so brave um anyway that's that's that it just uh it is it's weird it's weird. And that's my opinion. Would you m- recommend sobriety to others? Yeah, 10 out of 10, I would recommend sobriety to others. Nice. Yeah. I don't really have any parting thoughts. Uh, wouldn't listen to my own advice on anything, really. But. Would you recommend sobriety? Yeah. A thousand percent. I think, especially to people that are like on the fence about it. Because I was on the fence about it for a long time. I didn't think. Bless you. Thanks. <laughs> you good? Yeah. I didn't think that I needed to be sober. Or I thought I just maybe could cut back a little bit. Um, and I was just on the fence. And I didn't really know. And no one can really tell you but yourself, right? Like, I could Google a million things. Um, Google can't tell me 
no one can tell me. I have to kind of decide. Um, if you are on the fence, though, I would say definitely try and give it a shot. And, uh, you know, just trying it out, I think, is... I'm being attacked by this dog. That's all right. Sorry. She just wants to be part of the show. She has been sober her whole life, and she's happy as a clam. That sounds so true. She definitely ate a mushroom out of the backyard that one time. That's true. One time she got kind of fucked up. She likes it to was chase on the accident. dragon now. That's <laughs> yeah, that's joke. true. <laughs> we do say she likes to chase the dragon. Maybe she's a bad example. <laughs> River, though. River's yeah. been sober her whole life. And look at her. Oh. Chilling. Anyway, yeah. I would say if you're on the fence about it or you're considering it, just, you know, fucking jump in with two feet and go for it. Or at least, like, start with, uh, you, you know. to talk into that thing. At least start with a, like, an adrenal mocktail. We do every single night, you know. Um, we do we do the, the magnesium powder. We do a tart cherry juice sometimes. I do a fiber supplement or, like, uh, collagen, you know, just, like, whatever. Um, sometimes a poppy. Just, like. I say jump in. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, like, fun. What's going to happen? Are you going to get hurt? being sober probably not and you know <laughs> what you can get so much more accomplished when you don't drink i read again yeah <laughs> i actually had to teach her how <laughs> what'd you say I said i actually had to teach her how uh um, all right i'm uh i'm logging off now <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say uh yeah jump in if you need or want help or resources there's a million out there and reese knows about 100 percent of them 90 percent of them about a lot of them and i well i was just gonna say almost any sober person i can think of would be willing to help someone get and maintain their own sobriety because a lot of times it's like part of 12-step programs and stuff like that but also it just feels good i don't know to help other people out yeah to help help other people and it kind of can help people feel better but really the big thing is uh nobody's alone that's that is like a big powerful message is just kind of like um people have been where we were we've been where some other people are <laughs> you know yeah like being alive is isolating enough let alone like believing that you are isolated yeah like you're never uh, isolated there's billions of people in this world there's got to be a couple, and I would say like a handful of people, especially people who love you, your family or your friends, people that like know you at all, really. You're not as unlikable as you think. Wow. Yeah, you're not your as unlikable as you think, and people think that you have more to offer than you do, or like than you think you do, you know, whatever else. Like, things are not as bad as you think they are. There's always someone out there for you. There's always a plan B. There's always a decision that you can be making. Don't let yourself convince yourself that you're not worthy of getting the help, the love, or the respect that you deserve. Yeah. Um, no other parting thoughts. <laughs> Don't smoke weed with too many chromosomes. That's my final thought. <laughs> and uh, I have a science degree. <laughs> <laughs> That's her final thought. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay, bye.